King Mike. Welcome to Coco Butter Radio. When you hear it, you feel it. I'm your host, King Mike, aka Mr. Keep It Moving, and as always, thank you for pressing play. Today we talk to Coco Butter Radio featured artist Tally Rowe from the United Kingdom. We discuss the differences between the United States R&B and the UK version. We talk about how the English entertainers are making their mark on American cultures and the similarities between her and the late great Aaliyah. We also discuss who and what inspires her to make music and how her emotions affect her songwriting. All that and more. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get to know Tally Woe. Coco Butter Radio. 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 Coco Butter Radio. When you hear it, you feel it. I'm your host, King Mike, Mr. Keep It Moving. And we're here with another interview. Today we got Miss Tally Woe, straight out of the UK, R&B artist. You might have heard her song on, I think it was uh, episode 10 or 9, but she has a track called Details, man, an amazing song. Uh, Tally, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. And um, like I said, you're, you're out in the UK, so there is a time difference. Um, yes. It's 3, it's, <laughs> it's 3 p.m. here in Texas. Uh, what time is it out there? So it's now just gone 9.17. So that means we've got a five-hour difference, I believe. Well, it's not too is that like seven? Yeah, about seven. Wait, wait, how six, many hours six, is that? Six, 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 six. Oh, God, I can't do my math. <laughs> look, look, we do music over here. You know, we are right. not doing Calculus math. or whatever, yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's just jump right into that on the UK tip. So um, I... This, I don't my listeners will know this is one of the first times that I'm speaking with somebody across the pond as they say yeah but how is you got to be the first you know what I mean and, and I'm glad to I'm glad you took the time out how is UK R&B different from American R&B is there a difference um and if there is can you tell me what that is um you know what just being very fair to the genre of R&B mm-hmm. and to other R&B artists that have come before my time, I wouldn't say that there is much of a difference. I just think that the value and the respect that the rest of the world holds on R&B artists from the UK tends to differ quite a bit. Yeah, Um, I mean, we've had amazing artists come up out of the UK. I mean, for one, we've got a jazz and R&B artist, Sade. Mm -hmm. We've got Gabrielle. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got Craig David. You know, Craig David was the first one to kind of do a fusion of sound between R&B and, you know, what we call grime and garage here. Mm -hmm. So I think that the quality of R&B artists that exists here, you know, we've got like Beverly Knight, you know, there are so many people that have come and really pioneered the genre and, you know, made it what it is. And they just probably just don't get the recognition and the respect because, you know, America is such a big place mm-hmm. in comparison to the United Kingdom. And so just the level of information that, you know, you guys are exposed to as far as who's involved in the genre mm-hmm. is just quite minimal. But, the you know, the quality all across the board is the same. Um I think that, you know, the more that, now that we've got the internet and stuff, is the more exposure that, you know, you guys will start to have to how much English artists have had a hand in the genre and, you know, just the R&B sound. Well, I'm not, I I definitely 
um, the world has definitely gotten smaller. And, and doing my research and when I'm trying to find artists to put on the show, I've come across quite a few um, mm-hmm. UK artists. And when you hear your voice, you, you can't necessarily say, oh, that's an English singer or, or that's an American singer. Uh, I, I had right. I, I put an Ella May song on there. I didn't know she was UK based. Uh, a, mm-hmm. Ma- a Mabel song. Uh, George yeah. Smith and of course you so um yeah I, yeah I you know what I really I love as well is that surprise factor that a lot of people think that if you have an accent you're supposed to sing with the accent and I was gonna ask you really about and that. truly it's <laughs> yeah. I think because I would say that R&B vocals is the universal accent mm-hmm. for all music yeah. like the only time that you're really going to hear the diction or the articulation in some, how someone speaks is if they're really saying the words. Mm-hmm. But we have a tendency to sing with a certain slang mm-hmm. and a certain twang to um, just how we pronounce certain words because I think a lot of us have had American influences our whole life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even me, myself, I've become more cautious of it mm-hmm. and I've kind of just started to sing more how I speak. Okay even singing in R&B music because, you know, I really want there to be that distinction in my voice or again, like you said, for you to maybe not pick it up, mm-hmm. but then to hear certain instances in my voice that you're like, no, but this is an English artist. I can tell she's English, yeah. you know? So. Days I sit and wonder if this would be worth it if you didn't exist Cause as painful as the surfaces, the ink won't last if it's not permanent. Write your name, say my name, come again. Take a seat, choose your mark, design a plan. Make sure you're sure. This could be another regret on yourself. Come through, come through each. Bruises immaculate, shading shows true pain. It's just compassionate. Pay attention, pay attention to the details. I wanna pay attention. Pay it, I gotta get, I gotta get over there at some point because I mean, as I look at movies, music, all of these entertainment things. Uh, I'm watching, you know, uh, Get Out. I didn't know, I can't think mm-hmm. of, of, the, of the actor's name right now, but I didn't realize he was an Englishman. And there's a few other yeah. people out there uh, that, that you know, you see them acting and they, they, they're doing such a great job with their voice, you, can, you can't tell. So um, definitely it seems like the culture over there is, is as big as it always has ever been, but it's definitely getting over here and affecting what, what we got going on too. Yeah, I mean, like we have actors like Idris Alba, you know, that are really putting on. And the guy that you were talking about is actually Daniel um, Kaluuya. Mm -hmm. He's the lead role of, um, you know, he played the lead role in Get Out. Mm -hmm. And we have, I mean, we're everywhere. (laughs) We really are everywhere. And a lot of people are only now coming to the realization that we are everywhere. And I'm so here for it. Nice. I mean, right now we have an artist by the name of Rams that is competing for the number one rap record okay. in the UK against the likes of like Eminem and, and Drake. And for that to be a first in our own country yep. with a homegrown artist and for it to be such a big deal is both like a celebration and a smack in the face. Because it's like, 
well, dang, have um, we been sleeping on ourselves a bit? Like, are we kind of putting ourselves on in our own mm-hmm. hometown, like how we should be? But you know, it each yeah. each step towards progress definitely. is is all that I'm for. Like, I don't even care about the negative side of it yeah, or yeah, whatever. Like, it's always good if one of us are getting out there and make it and flying the flag. You know what I mean? Well, let's talk about you, Tally. Um, when I hear your voice and 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 look at some of your pictures and your videos, uh. Let me know if I'm the first one to say this or not, but I kind of get a, a, a an Aaliyah vibe. Do you know? Are you familiar <laughs> with Aaliyah's music out here? Um, oh my god! Like the, Am I the, familiar? Yeah, like yeah, like, I'm like, man, this, this might be the second coming of her. Well, of course, oh you're, you're you. Wow. And I'm not trying. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. But that's the vibe I get. What do what you got to say about that? That's a huge compliment, and it's definitely not something I. I'm hearing for the first time. Um, One thing that I'm now in my, you know, that I'm a little bit older and wiser, I'm like, you know, that's actually a huge compliment for somebody to compare me to somebody that I am such a diehard fan of. Like, Mm -hmm. I always, I don't always talk about it, but, you know, Aaliyah's death was the first experience that I ever had with somebody dying that I felt close to. Mm. And so thereafter, like, just the comparisons that people would make even even if they were about myself or just mm. other artists that came up after her, I would always get so angry. I'd be like, mm. there will never be another Aaliyah. Don't you dare even murmur those words to me or to anybody else. You know what I mean? And like now that I'm kind of seeing just the references and how the context of people's references towards me using her as an example, mm. it's really a humbling and encouraging thing because there wasn't no, there wasn't a one person that didn't love baby girl there wasn't you know people had their opinions of her but the all-round consensus was that you just love this girl and you yeah. just you couldn't exactly put your finger on why yeah. but you just knew that you wanted to see more of her you wanted to hear more of her and for me personally that is very encouraging and i hope that her energy lives through me and that you know people get to feel me as i am but also connect to something that is nostalgic for them because, you know, she she did a lot for us Tom girls in the world that were just like, you know, we didn't really care too much about makeup and we didn't really care about, you know, wearing tight clothes. We wanted to just be comfy and we still wanted to hang with a guy that feel like a lady. And <laughs> she really was the girl next door. And if anybody sees any type of inkling of that in me, I'm happy because that means I'm being genuine to who I am and to my influences mm-hmm. and to just where I'm from. So. Well, so let's speak a little bit about some of those influences. What inspires you uh, to make music and, and some of the artists or like, why did you, why, why are you doing what you're doing now? Um, well, I come from a very musically inclined family. Um, I mean, if I didn't come out the womb singing or dancing or acting or something creative, I probably would have been pushed back up there and been like, she ain't ready to come out yet. Something's not quite right. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I think first and foremost, you know, home is where the heart is. And that is where you learn a lot of what you know. Mm -hmm. So that for me was definitely my first, you know, intro to just music and my love for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But having such creative family members and you know, family members that had great talents made me quite self-critical. And I always would just convince myself that, oh, singing ain't really for you. Like you can hold a note, but you can't really sing. And then, you know, you're you're great at dancing. So just stick to that. Like, so for me, 
writing and singing wasn't really, it wasn't really something that I saw myself pursuing as a career to be famous or to be like well known. Mm-hmm. If anything, I wanted to blow off of being a dancer. I wanted to be beyond my my whole storyline was gonna be I'll move to LA, I'll finish university, mm-hmm. I'll start dancing, Beyonce's gonna find me and then she's gonna be like, yeah, I'm taking you on tour for the rest of my life. <laughs> that sounds simple. I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, I mean totally realistic. Right? You know? <laughs> that sounds like a yeah, it's a perfect life plan right there. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but um really my connection to music really just started coming when I realized that okay I don't really like to speak about my feelings but I can sure as hell sing about them and I've been through quite a lot in my life like I'm sure everybody else has and I just didn't really have healthy outlets I didn't really have I didn't really have any outlets I just would always keep it bottled in I would turn to things and people that maybe didn't even help me and then um when I started singing more and writing more about what I was doing after a song was made based on maybe a traumatic event for me mm-hmm. or something that hurt me at the time to have a song be the end result of it. That's a positive for me. And that really took me out of depression because when you hold and harbor a lot of feelings in, you start having these crazy conversations with yourself in your mind that validate a lot of the negative mm-hmm in those experiences mm-hmm. and that's what really was spiraling me into a dark place like i was like one of those emo girls that would just go cut her hair in the bathroom if she was having a bad day and i'm sure that's not the best outlet so to be able to have a bad day and then turn it into a song and to sit in the studio construct the beat write the lyrics hear it get mixed down and then not only that but then put it out and then somebody else hit you up and be like yo I feel you because I was going through this or here's how this song helped me make sense of what I was going through. Mm -hmm. That was my therapy. And that is why I do what I do now. Like I'm still living and I'm still going through life. So guess what? That means I'm still going to need therapy because, you know, I'm still, still that girl that will hold it in. But now I don't necessarily have to. Mm -hmm. It's more of a choice because I'm aware that there is another way and there are ways for me to rid myself of, some of the, this baggage that I'm carrying. Mm-hmm. So and we all, that's really why I'm doing it. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, and we all carry the, that, that baggage that you speak on. And I've always yeah. wanted to ask artists who make music um, the way that you just described. What happens, though, when you want to tap into, I don't know, you, you're, you just got a job or you just, you're super happy. Uh, do, you, do you tap into those kinds of feelings, too, when you write? Or, are Heck, you really, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Because I'm wondering, <laughs> well, you know, but seriously, though, because it seems like uh, some of the, 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 some artists who <clears throat> talk about their music, they always, not always come from, a, from point a negative point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, point of pain. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And for me, though, I don't know. I this is the analogy and how I put it into place. Like mm-hmm. I grew up listening to gospel music. Okay. So on God's property and Frank, well, Kirk Franklin had God's property, which was his choir. And then on that album, you had songs of praise and worship. And then you also had songs of prayer and, and outreach, like yeah. your cries to God and what you, the things that you're wanting to manifest and get mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. It's no different for me. Like, I just need to be able to talk about my feelings. Like, mm-hmm. yes, of course, it's easy to express when you're happier mm-hmm. much more easily than when you are sad. Mm-hmm. But I try to take the same approach because at the end of the day, I don't always focus on the negative mm-hmm. anyways, 
So for my music to to continuously only talk about that would not be genuine of me because mm-hmm. I'm quite an upbeat person by nature. Like I have really tough skin. Like I'm always encouraging people that I love. Like I like to focus on the positive. So I won't be doing myself justice if I don't speak about those things. Like, I'm not sure if you've ever heard a song of mine called All Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I wrote that song when I was probably having the worst day possible. Is and that, all I'm that, singing about is work. Is that the song where you're dancing and you're in a in, a in the video? Room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. I heard that's a, so that definitely not a not a a downer song. Definitely an up song. Uplifting exactly. Song. And there's more of that to come for me because I am in more happier days. Like obviously I have my days where things are just crazy, mm-hmm. but I need to share all my I need to be comfortable sharing all my aspects and experiences. And I wouldn't be me if I don't talk about the positive side of me. And I wouldn't be me if I don't have those songs where I'm encouraging people or ministering to people in a certain kind of a way mm-hmm. that are, you know, just coming from some of my backgrounds. And so yeah, I turn to it for all all outlets, not just when I'm sad, but also when I'm happy, when I'm thinking about something or when I'm questioning something or when it's politics. And I, you know, I want to express that, you know, I care about the lives in the world and black lives. And I care about, you know, my sisters and my women. Like mm-hmm. I finally have a voice and a mm-hmm. platform to speak on these things. So well, in the, in I'm going to use it. <laughs> in the, in, yeah, definitely. And you're doing a great job in the realm of current events and politics. You, <laughs> you'll have, uh, you have a lot to, to talk about it. it mm-hmm. what's going I on mean, right now. come yeah. on. You, you're going to be all right. <laughs> all across the world. Yes. Exactly. So when it, um, can we talk about details a little bit? What, where were you at? What mind frame were you in with that song? That song, it jams, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I really, sometimes I'll just be sitting around in that whole pay attention, pay attention to the details mm-hmm. stays in my mind. So like, <laughs> well, <laughs> where were you at mentally when you wrote that? And what was that song really about? Um, well, I was at the time when I wrote it in the studio, I was in LA Mm -hmm. and I had just connected with, um, Nicole from Rustrum Mm -hmm. and the way in which we connected was very organic. It wasn't on any, like I was coming to her office to meet her and talk music. Mm -hmm. I was just there with a friend at Rustrum and me and her ended up having a conversation quite briefly as I was passing through the office as she was on her way to her desk. Mm -hmm. Um, I left the office that day and I was on my way to the apartment that I was staying at and I was really looking at my life and I was like, what the hell is going on right now? Like, I really don't know. I just left the place where I should have spoken more about the fact that I'm a singer and I didn't. Uh I keep, you know, I keep doing these things I think are going to be, you know, a great end result for me and it's not fulfilling at the end Mm -hmm. i'm away from my family i'm doing all these things like but what really matters to me like what am i really trying to do Mm -hmm. and i just kept thinking to myself like i need to figure out the small things that make me happy and focus on those i need to figure out the minor details in life that honestly make the bigger picture what it is and focus on that because i felt like i was spending so much time with this huge canvas trying to paint a huge picture of this extravagant lifestyle that I wanted to live with a really, really tiny paintbrush and really how that fits into the analogy of how, you know, the song details is really just like my expression of how the smaller things in life are really what matter. 
Um, I was also looking at my friend's tattoo. Like he had only had the line work mm-hmm. and <clears throat> it didn't really look like much. It was just like, okay, well, this is an outline of somebody's face. <laughs> you know, this, I can see the eyes. I know it's a nose. I know the picture. I can see it. But it wasn't until you add shading to it, until you add all the little details that then this nose, you can see that the nose is a nose because the nostril has a shadow in it. Or you can see that the eye is an eye because you see the reflection of light, Mm -hmm. which is the adding the little white detail on that big black eye. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's when I was like, you know what? I'm really focusing too much on the big picture when I need to be looking at the minor details that make it what it is. And that is how details came about for me and that was where I was at mentally when I wrote the song like you know I was spending a lot of drunk nights in LA because you know LA ain't LA if you ain't getting turned you know and I wake (laughs) I would wake up sober the next day and I'm like what was that person's name again that bought me a drink or whose number do I have that's texting me it was nice to meet you know what I mean you lost track of some of the details exactly (laughs) and it's that's why that line is show me what you're made of in the morning when it's over Uh, show me that you have no regrets when you're sober okay that's what that was for me so it was just me being very self-reflective and really just focusing on like, okay, what makes me me? What makes me happy? And how am I making that a part of my life? Even if it's a small ounce of my life every single day. Well, that, 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 like I said, man, that song, it, uh, when I first heard it, uh, it hit me and I was like, man, I gotta do my best to, to get the people that my audience to listen to it. So, uh, thank you Yay. for making it, man. Hopefully, they, <laughs> I know I know it. I know it touched them because people have told me how much they enjoy the song. So, um, can you talk to me a little bit about New Wave? Uh, New Wave Order is it out yet? Is it? Is there a part yes. two coming? Uh, tell me a little bit about mm. that project. Ooh, the juicy part. So, yeah, <laughs> volume two, <laughs> volume one is out already. I dropped it um, in November. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had an amazing response from it. Like, it's probably the most raw that I've been with myself with just writing and just being very vocal mm-hmm. um volume two has been completed it is we are in the stages of getting ready to release it and I'm really excited about that because I think volume two gives a bit more of my vulnerable side mm-hmm. and my sassy side okay because I you know I've got a little bit of tood to me so <laughs> You know, a lot of people are like, you're so innocent. I'm like, really? Okay, wait till you hear volume two. I'm yeah, kind of talking yeah. big. I'm kind of talking big on volume two. Ain't so no we'll that. see how you feel about me then. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yes, volume two is definitely, um, it should be out this year. Okay. Um, I'm just really, really excited about it. I'm, I'm excited for people to hear more of what I have to offer. Mm. And I'm excited to be done with that chapter of, of my life because I felt like, in making volume one and volume two, I was really finding myself mm-hmm. and I was, you know, transitioning out of a lot of things. And, you know, I'm 26 now. I'm starting to feel more like a woman. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to be a bit more sure of myself. And so I'm really just excited to keep creating and embodying my experiences and, you know, allowing people to grow with me as the music grows as well. So that's exciting to hear that volume two is on the way um please 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 when you when you got a single or if you got a song that you need out there if you could send it my way i'll definitely do my part. definitely so, yeah. oh for sure yeah. i got you already <laughs> see yeah you you got the little american talk going on okay. <laughs> listen i didn't spend all that time in america not to pick it up <laughs> sometimes i think i'm from new york yeah so i put on this little fake new york accent but uh, I, yeah. I need to work on that nah, so i'm never just... gonna embarrass myself <laughs> 
you keep 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 the accent you got. You know, when you get back <laughs> over here, you can get back into the New York or the Texas. Line okay. Like well, Tally, man, thank you for taking the time out, man. I know. Oh, thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, you 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 got um, a lot of things going on right now, so I appreciate your time. I know time is valuable, so you spending it with me and Cocoa Butter Radio and my audience. That's big. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure talking with you. It's that breath of fresh air after a long.